When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Monday, February the 25th. In this episode, we're going to talk about the three games that the Astros had this weekend. They had one on Saturday and two on Sunday with the split squad game. I'm also going to talk to you a little bit about a story that I shared on Twitter that Brandon Bailey had written about his experience that he had last year in spring training with the Astros. There's a little bit of uh, MLB news to talk about. I also wanted to update you on a poll that I put out. And just a reminder, the Jose Altuve Funko Pop giveaway. There is today and three more days. Friday, March the 1st. We will announce the winner, and I'll also share with you some ideas that I had about announcing the winner, and I think it might make it a little more exciting for the March 1st podcast. Well, anyway, we'll get to all of this uh, right after a message from our sponsor. Alright, so the Astros played three games this weekend. They had one on Saturday night against the Nationals, and then a couple of split squad games on Sunday, one against the Mets and one against the Braves. So a disclaimer real quick before I get started. Um, I didn't get to catch a whole lot of the action, although I did get to watch some. So I was watching MLB Network, And then my wife wanted to watch a movie. And if you're married, you know you can't always watch baseball. So we watch a movie, and when it's over, the TV's already on MLB Network. And the first thing that I see is the ball leaving the pitcher's hand and Nick Tantaloo crushing it into left field. So the very first thing I see is a Houston Astro three-run homer, and that made it 6-2. to two. So while I was watching the movie, I have the at-bat app, and I already knew Jake Marisnik had a leadoff home run. So very good job of Jake Marisnik taking over the George Springer role and leading off the spring training season with a home run. So Brady Rogers was pitching. I wanted to see that, but I missed it. I don't know how well he did. I don't know how he looked. You can see the stats, but you're not sure how good they did. Two innings pitched, two hits, and one run allowed. And he did have a strikeout. 
Like I said, I didn't watch it. I don't know how good he looked. Joshua Rojas. I had a story about him the other day being the future Marvin Gonzalez, the future utility guy. In the bottom of the eighth, a sure double play ball to get the Astros out of the inning. And Rojas with a throwing error. Should have been a double play. That was my first impression, the first thing I saw from Joshua Rojas. Alibmus Diaz, who is our current utility player, he went one for two with a walk and a strikeout. Not a bad debut. And Miles Straw, of course, Miles Straw is going to steal a base in the first game of the season. One for three with a stolen base. Ronnie Dawson, who also played outfield on Saturday, he went one for two, and he also had a stolen base. Ronnie Dawson is someone that you need to look. You need to look for him in the future in the outfield for the Houston Astros. So the Nationals win the game 7-6. to six. Nobody cares. Sunday against the Braves. I did get to watch this game. You had Springer, Reddick, Correa, Yuli, Chirinos. Uh, Springer, Reddick, and Yuli all got a hit. Correa went hitless. Uh, Chirinos, he got hit by a pitch and he walked. Derek Fisher, someone that I've counted out, someone that I said has no chance to ever get on the roster again, goes two for three. He actually didn't look that bad. Jake Marisnik played center field, I believe. He went one for three. So two games in a row, he got a hit. Abraham Toro, who had a uh, a good season last year, went to the Arizona Fall League. He went two for four. He played third base. Not quite totally sure all the positions he can play, but this is another guy that might be uh, jammed up in the minor leagues behind all these all-star infielders the Astros have. Unsure if he can play any other positions, but this guy is really good. Uh, Valdez gets the start. Uh, first pitch, throws it over the uh, catcher's head. I believe he gets runners on second and third with no outs. But a mixture of good luck, good defense, uh, pitching to induce the ground balls. He ends up giving up no runs. His overall line, he gives up one hit, one walk. So this, is, this goes back to what I was saying about Brady Rogers. He gives up a run and two hits, but I don't know how well he did because I didn't see it. I saw Valdez. He didn't give up any runs, and he only gave up one hit. But however, he didn't look good. One thing about Valdez physically, last year he wore the pants pulled up to the knees, and he looked a little chubby. This year he's wearing his pants different, and he looks slimmer, and I don't know if it's the way he's wearing his pants, or maybe he did lose weight, and get into better shape. I'm not sure, but he did look different. So Corbin Martin was someone that 
I've been excited about seeing pitch. Uh, the first inning he came in, he only threw nine pitches to get out of the inning. It was a beautiful inning. There was no strikeouts. But one thing about him, he throws strikes. In the second inning, he gave up a home run. I believe it was to center field. So his final line was three hits, one strikeout, no walks. So one thing about Corbin Martin that I saw is he throws strikes. And you're, and it sounds weird to say that he throws a lot of strikes, but he doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. It just sounds weird to say that. But the reason is he allows a lot of contact. And perhaps he's going to have to learn to throw some balls out of the strike zone. But that's how he pitches. He's successful that way. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But the first inning he pitched, it was beautiful. So Brandon Bailey comes in, two innings pitched, four strikeouts, no walks, no runs allowed. Brandon Bailey is going to be the subject of the next segment. We'll get into that later. Raymond Gujuan, or Raymond Gujuan, uh, he's... The lefty, he's in the bullpen battle for that last spot or two. I think there may be two spots up for grabs. One inning pitch, two hits, and a run. So the Astros win 5-2. to two. That's against the Braves. The other game was the Mets. The Astros win this one 10-1. to one. Tony Kemp, 2-2, two for two, a double, a triple, Two RBIs, he scores two runs, he gets a walk, and he steals a base. Tony Kemp on base three times. What a game by Tony Kemp. Kyle Tucker goes one for three with an RBI. Michael Brantley, his first game with the Astros, one for three. Tyler White goes two for two. A.J. Reed, no shocker here, he goes 0 for four. And Miles Straw... After going one for three in the first game, he goes two for three. So a good game for Miles Straw. Uh, Rogelio Armonteros, he goes uh, two innings, gives up four hits and a run. He did have a strikeout and a walk. J.B. Bukaskas, one inning pitched, two hits allowed, no strikeouts, no runs, no walks. Uh, Tim Tebow, he goes 0 for two. He had four runners left on base. I can't remember what happened. But I think I recorded the game and I had to go somewhere. And my wife wanted me to cook out or something. But for some reason, I didn't get to see all of this. But Miles Straw, Tim Tebow went 0 for 2. And the reason I'm pointing this out is he should have went 1 for 2. But Miles Straw makes this unbelievable catch. And according to the post on Twitter, he covers 837 feet diving for this catch. You all know he's fast. You know he stole 70 bases last year in the minors. The guy's awesome. So he had a good day. So the poll that I put out this morning 
is who won the weekend? Jake Marisnik with his leadoff homer. I believe he had two hits on the weekend. Tony Kemp with his on-base three out of three times, double, triple, RBI, scoring runs, or Miles Straw. Did Miles Straw win the weekend with that catch? He sure did get a lot of attention. Uh, So who are you going to vote for? Go on Astros Podcast on Twitter for your vote, and I'll update that uh, next time. My vote, right now, I think I'll give it to Kemp. I think Kemp won the weekend. Miles Straw second, Jake third. But they all did good or they wouldn't be on the poll. Who won the weekend, Jake, Kemp, or Straw? So today's game is at 12.05 against the Mets. I think this one is on AT&T. Springer leads off. Altuve with his first action. I think he's going to DH. Josh Reddick, Yuli Gurriel, Tyler White, Robinson Chirinos. So almost the same lineup as Saturday. Uh, Ronnie Dawson, Jack Mayfield, and Tanalu complete the lineup. And Justin Verlander scheduled to get the start. So that'll be a pretty exciting game to watch. So anyway, let's move on to the next segment right after this. Okay, so this next segment is mostly about Brandon Bailey. As I reported in the last segment, two innings pitched, four strikeouts yesterday against the Braves. So when he was put into the game, they mentioned a story that he wrote last year talking about his experience in spring training last season. So, I read the story. I thought it was cool, and I wanted to share it with you. I already shared it on Twitter, if you follow me there, so you can read it. It's a really good story. So anyway, this is what I want to talk about first. So, he talks about getting into the game, getting to the stadium, and being issued a jersey. They issue him number 99 with no name on the back of the jersey. So I'm trying to find out this morning so that I can tell you about it. I cannot find anything about what these guys are called. So you know you have the regular players on the roster. You have the non-roster invitees. These are the guys that aren't on the 40-man roster. And then if you watch spring training games, you'll see these guys come in at the end of the game with high numbers and no names on the back of their jerseys. And I'm trying to find out what these guys are called, and I can't find it. So if you know, go ahead and share with me on Twitter. Send me a message, whatever you got to do. But I can't find out what they're called. So as you all know, I've been doing this podcast for a year and I've never claimed to be a professional. I've never claimed to know it all. 
One thing I have told you is that there's things that I want to talk about with you. There's things that I want to learn. And I learn these things and I share them with you so that you can learn along with me. I've learned a lot this season or this last year that I didn't know before. And I'm not a professional. I don't know everything. And I just could not find what you call these guys. He mentioned something in his story about being at minicamp. And I don't even know what that is. I couldn't find anything about that. But anyway, he talks about getting his jersey and not having a name on it. And I wanted to be able to tell you what these guys are called. So this is my opinion. And I'm going to have to pay a little more attention today to see if it comes up again. But I'm assuming that these guys are extras. They're extra players that are only there in case they are needed. Now, he talks about in his story that he was with Oakland the year before, and he went to two games. He suited up for two games, but he never went in. So I'm assuming these guys have a very good chance of playing if it's a split squad game, because there was, that's what happened yesterday. And these guys, there was a lot of guys like this that got in towards the end of the game. And now, from what I remember, is Bailey played, and I did watch him pitch. And from what I remember, he didn't have number 99, and he actually did have his name on the back. So he's moving on up. So anyway, I shared this story on Twitter. And he talked about how he didn't think he was going to play. So he gets issued the jersey number 99. He's in the locker room. He's starstruck. He sees these MLB players. So he's a minor leaguer. Hasn't played one game at all, hasn't even played a spring training game. So he's just like you and me. He's just starstruck. He talked about uh, Josh Reddick having a couple of dogs, and he got up to – he's still – he's, like, scared of these guys. He, he gets up to act like he's getting a drink or to go to the bathroom just to get a look at these dogs. So, so it's really cool how he talks about his experience. So he goes to the bullpen – and when he walks to the bullpen, the bullpen coach comes up to him and he tells him that AJ wants me to tell you that if anybody gets in trouble, you're first up. So he says, cool, I'm ready to go. So sitting in the bullpen, he sees Justin Verlander starting to warm up. And he talks about how hard he threw and how his pitches are going to look like they're in slow motion if he ever gets a chance to go out there. So he sees Verlander warming up. He's already in awe of the size of Justin Verlander, of the sound the pitches make when he throws it. So he's in the bullpen. 
And he talks about how Hector Rondon is struggling. And so these guys have pitch counts they want to reach. They don't want to go over. So these guys without names on their jerseys are kind of like the cleanup guys. So Rondon struggles. A couple of guys get on base. And the phone rings in the dugout. The guy answers the phone. Five seconds later, he looks at uh, Bailey and he says, you're up. So he gets up, starts warming up. They call him in. They call him into the game. Are you ready to go? And he says, yes. So he goes to the pitcher's mound. A.J. Hinge gives him the ball. And he says, we got runners on first and second. There's two outs. Don't try to do too much. Just have fun and get us out of this. He nods his head and says, okay, skipper. So Max Stassi follows that up by asking him, what is his name? And instead of saying his name, he says fastball, curveball, slider, and changeup. And that is actually the name of the story. So Max Stassi is just asking him, hey, what's your name, bro? But he's so nervous, he just, he just tells him what pitches he throws. So anyway, he goes on to face the one batter with two outs. He throws a strike, a four-seam pitch for a strike. The next guy grounds out to first base. He's out of the inning, goes to the dugout. A.J. Hinch comes up to him. Do you think you can go one more? And he does. So he goes in again, and he goes... Uh, Three up, three down. So the story is very interesting. I'm not going to tell you it all. I kind of gave it most of it away, but it's a pretty good story. So like I said, I'm real curious of what these guys are called. I'm just assuming they're extra guys. And I'm assuming whoever the extra guy is during whatever game gets whatever number they give you. Did you know an interesting fact about, I told my wife this, interesting fact about Aaron Judge. Maybe you don't know this. This isn't a New York Yankees podcast. But someone interviewed Aaron Judge his rookie season and they asked him, why do you wear number 99? His answer was, it's the number they gave me in spring training. So there's no special meaning behind it. We all know Alex Bregman wanted number two because he was the second overall pick and he felt like he should have been first. And thankfully, he was the second pick. But Alex Bregman actually has a reason. But Aaron Judge, no reason. It's just the number that they gave him. I thought that was a cool story. So anyway, Brandon Bailey, great game yesterday. And a great story that he wrote yesterday about, I mean, he wrote yet last year about his experience in his very first uh, Major League Baseball outing in spring training. All right, so uh, that's it for that segment. We'll get to one more where I'll give you the update on the uh, Altuve Funko Pop and the uh, poll that I ran this weekend. We'll be right back.
All right, so now let's talk about some MLB news. Uh, Aaron Hicks signs a seven-year, $70 million extension with the New York Yankees. The reason I wanted to talk about this is a lot of players, or it seems like a lot of players, are starting to work on extensions with their teams. And this is probably to avoid uh, going into free agency because it's not working out very well for the players. So maybe, in my mind, I think the Astros need to lock up or it's a good time to try to work out something with Springer, Correa, and maybe Bregman. And I wouldn't mind seeing them work out a deal with one of them or all three of them. And to lock up any of them for seven years would be awesome. So maybe it's a good window. Maybe it's a good opportunity for the Astros to do so during spring training. So Bryce Harper, I'm assuming I wake up this morning and I can read about Bryce Harper signing with the Phillies. The Nationals already said they're out. Uh, the the uh, White Sox said they're not going to give him $300 million. San Francisco, they're not going to give him 10 years. So, all right, let's get it over with. Let's end this. Phillies, sign them today. Let's get it over with. Not so fast. I wake up this morning, now the Dodgers are in it. Now, I assume the Dodgers were the in the lead right off the bat to get Bryce Harper. They're not scared to spend money. They're not scared to go over the luxury tax. They got rid of Puig and Kemp, which I thought was to open up an outfield spot for them. But you haven't heard anything about the Dodgers in months. And now all of a sudden, we wake up this morning assuming to hear that Bryce Harper's going to the Phillies, but now the Dodgers. So now it's going to drag out for some more days. Uh, Marvin Gonzalez officially signed with the Twins today, so he's officially out as an Astro. He's officially a Twin. Some of you don't agree with me, but I think the Astros made a good decision letting him go. And it's not because he's not good. It's not because he's not going to contribute. It's just all based on how much money he wanted. I think he wanted $15 million. The Astros crunch the numbers and do whatever they do. And they probably realized, or in their mind, they don't believe he was worth $15 million or whatever it was he was wanting. But I do believe that if Marwin would have said, hey, I'll take $10 million for two years to stay here, I think he'd still be here. It's kind of the same thing that happened with Keuchel. The Astros, are, they, they use analytics to figure out what a player's worth. There's a bunch of stats to, to show what players are worth. And Dallas Keuchel wanted more than the Astros thought he was worth. And that's why he's not here. He still hasn't signed, so it's, it's not a foregone conclusion that he's not coming back. But that's what I'm saying. You wanted these guys back. They wanted more than the Astros think they're worth. So anyway, let's go to the poll I put out the other day. The first one was easy. I put Josh Reddick in there, and I knew everybody was going to vote to take Josh Reddick out because it's a whitewash. 
They have the same stats. Mauro Gonzalez, a little more clutch. Mauro Gonzalez, a little more flexible. So I put out the next one, and this time it was Brantley, Springer, Yuli Gurriel, or none of the above. So I kind of knew Springer wouldn't get any votes. And some reason Brantley got a vote. And maybe that's just someone that is not connected with Brantley as, a, as an Astro yet. Maybe that's why he got a vote. But Brantley, uh, 307 average last year. I don't think that's who I would get rid of. So I kind of knew that putting Yuli Gurriel on there, it would at least make you think about it. You'd have to at least think about it a little bit. Now, I probably thought about it for just a little bit. It wasn't a 100% right away easily like a George Springer or Bregman. But I at least thought about it a little bit. And then I said no. So I voted none of the above. 69% none of the above. 26% voted for Yuli Gurriel. And I don't blame you. It's something you can think about. So my newest poll on Twitter is who won the weekend. And I already announced that earlier. So I'll let you know what happened on that. So lastly, let me announce an update for the Jose Altuve Funko pop uh we still only have seven entries on the last podcast alone we had 109 listeners so less than 10 percent of you are interested in winning the altuve funko pop figure now i know for a fact that i correspond with at least three to five more people and neither none of them have entered. I don't know why they haven't. Maybe they don't want to win this or maybe they feel like they're a part of it and they don't want anyone to think that it's fixed. So I am, a few of these guys, I understand why they didn't do it. But anyway, I just want to say there's today and three more days left. March 1st, I'll announce who wins. And one thing I wanted to do to make it I guess to make the podcast a little more exciting, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you a heads up. I'm going to take these seven entries and throughout the podcast on March 1st, instead of drawing the winner out of the, out of the hat of the seven people, throughout the podcast, I'm going to draw your name out and eliminate you from the drawing. So as you listen to the podcast, if your name is still in there towards the end, I think it'll make it exciting for everyone listening to do it that way. Who knows, but I guess it's my contest. I'll make up the rules. But anyway, that's what I'm going to do. I think it'll be cool. Hopefully you agree with me. So if you still want to be a part of the Funko Pop giveaway, Altuve, I'm telling you, if you don't know what this is, and you're not interested in it because it's a toy. It is really cool. You can put it on your desk. You can put it on your shelf. Whatever you want to do with it. It is a really cool thing. I put a picture of it on the Twitter page. So at Astros Podcast, 
on Twitter if you want to be entered or you want to just see what the picture is. Or at Rob Fontenot if you can't find the Astros podcast. So the Astros podcast, I actually have 28 followers on there now. So it's growing slowly but surely. I think my Rob Fontenot one only has 85. Like I said, I'm not popular on Twitter at all. But Astros podcast, if you want to win this Jose Altuve Funko Pop. And trust me, it's super cool. If you win it, you're going to like it. The way it's going to happen, I'm going to order it on Fanatics. And then I'm going to mail it to you. So it's going to come from Fanatics. It's not going to come from me. Three more days plus whatever's left in today. Friday, March 1st podcast. We're going to announce the winner. That is this podcast. I'd like to thank everyone out there for listening. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening, folks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.